Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Medium Podcast. Good morning and welcome to my podcast. And today I want to talk about something a little bit different, but pretty much in our category. I want to talk about why. Why is it so important to recover from grief and regain a normal life as soon as possible? What is so important? Why does someone like me push this so hard? Well, I think that for you, want it to, if you want to answer that, you don't have to look any further than the two wars that are currently taking place and doing more damage than we can even fathom, not just to the countryside or the buildings or the massive amounts of children and civilians that are being killed, but the damage, the emotional damage that is being done by these wars will carry on for generations because this grief that these people feel, for instance, there's no answer to their grief. So, for instance, the Ukraine people are always going to be angry towards the Russian people for all of the deaths that their family endured during this war. Then their hearts will build a hatred and a vengeance. And this grief will never go because of how unfair this situation was. Because they had to bury their children, their people, their families. And the same goes for the current conflict over on the Gaza Strip there. Now, I'm not going to get political about this at all, but I'm going to tell you that these conflicts are grief upon grief upon grief. These conflicts are because people cannot let go, because forgiveness cannot be found, because there is some type of power in hate that can drive people to do and say things that they wouldn't normally do. And it's all based on grief because unfortunately when terrible things happen to you, you somehow want to have some type of solution or some type of balance for that, you know. You want it to balance out. You want some type of explanation. And in these current wars that are happening, there is no rhyme or reason. I'm sure that if you're on one side or the other, you can find lots of rhyme or reason but it's all about power and it's all about money and it's all about greed. And unfortunately, in this case, it's all about racism. And I'm sticking with that one. It's just ridiculous. It should not be happening in our modern world. Uh, you know, hospitals both in Ukraine and Gaza Strip are being bombed and the people inside them are being annihilated. This should not be happening for any reason at all. But the reason that it happens is grief upon grief upon grief. And then I want to add another thing. And the religions who tell you that you should not get over this, that you should not get over this, that you should be pinged because this happens. So that's where it is. So let's take it back to a day-to-day -day level. What could happen or what are the possibilities if you do not recover from grief? Okay. Let's put some serenios there. Okay, so you're, just say one of your kids passes in an accident and that accident is caused by a drunk driver. Oh, that's, yeah. Okay, now 
drunk driver was obviously doing something wrong and your child was obviously innocent because they were just doing their business, right? Now, of course, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to start hating on the drunk driver. Now, that drunk driver may or may not apologise to you. They generally don't, but sometimes they do. And the reason they don't, for your information, is because lawyers tell them not to. They tell them don't apologise or connect to the family because that might be bad for your case. However, I think the opposite would be true. Anyway, that's just my thought. I think that if the lawyers and solicitors actually said, you know, you really need to apologise to that family and take steps that this will never happen again, it might be better for them. Because I can tell you there's not probably not one drunk driver or one driver who's, who's killed somebody in an accident that doesn't live with that for the rest of their lives. So all the hate in the world is not going to change how they feel about themselves anyhow. Um, you putting all the hate and negative energy at them and imposing it on people around you. So if every time you see someone and the subject of your child comes up and you start to, to really attack the person who did that and spread more hate and more disdain, and so this grief continues to grow, okay? So then, so then, so you, then you have children and eventually you have other children and these children, um, they grow up and they have families of their own. And these families are starting to see that grandma and grandpa really hate this person because this person did a great disservice to our family. So here's a child who was born after the situation who is learning to hate this unknown person because this unknown person made a massive mistake, a massive idiot thing and took away someone that you love. But now this grief has not just hit the grandparents whose child died, is that hit all of the children and friends and family of that child and now it's starting to hit future generations. Grandkids who have no reason to hate somebody are coming into this world and being encouraged very quickly to despise the people or the situation that took their person away because the grief is unhealed. Now, I know it's different in families where the grief is healed. Now, I want to give you an example once again with my own family. Okay, so when my daughter was killed, a drunk driver, coincidence, I talked about that? Nope. Anyway, and for the next... Now, my daughter died in 1986. My stepfather died in 2011. Uh, my stepbrother is still alive. And, all's, and, and, and my stepsister, she's still alive. And all they talk about... Is how they want to go down and kill Crystal's father. That's all they've talked about. My stepfather talked about from 1986 to 2011. Me and mum ignored him. I want to go down. I want to break his bones. And that's all he talked about. He just focused on it. Then my brother, my stepbrother, he said the same thing. I want to go down and kill him. Now, mind you, my daughter died 30-something years ago. And my brother's still raving on. My sister, now I don't talk to that brother or this sister because... They are so toxic with this. My sister actually stole some photos of my Facebook page. Well, I had a block. She made another pro thing. And she stole them and she, and she went onto her page and she said how I didn't love my daughter as much as her because she still hates Crystal's dad for doing what he did. You see, this is ridiculous. And they've also put this grief onto their children. These children who never met my daughter, who never had a clue. And I just think that for 20 years after I had done all the hard work, recovered from my grief, and I still had 20 years, let me think about that, okay. 
2006 was 20 years, so it was like 2025 uh, years. I had to listen to my stepfather go on and on and on and on about that every time he had a drink. And my brother, and my sister. Because they can't let go. They can't let go of anything, to be quite frank with you. They never really have. But they haven't let go of the grief of my daughter. And they still rave on about it and they think I'm some type of lunatic because I was able to forgive Tony. But my life is so much better. Let me tell you what, my stepfather drank himself to death and ended up being a 45-kilo, six-foot man because he destroyed his liver so much. Now, that's what happened to him. My brother? My brother now is uh, fighting heart problems. He lives somewhere in North Queensland. He's a raging alcoholic. Um, he is like probably 100 kilos overweight and he is just a – he lives in um, a time zone that hasn't existed for 30 years. My sister? My sister has now disengaged herself from the whole family. None of her kids talk to her um, because, quite frankly, she's bitter and she's angry inside and she's full of grief. She's full of grief and not just for my daughter but for, you know, but, but for everything in her life. Everything in her life is someone else's fault. So why is it so important to deal, heal from grief? Because it's unfair to inflict your pain on future generations because what ends up happening in the long run is wars. Probably every single one of these bloody religious stupid idiot wars started off with one person not liking another person way back in the bloody well caveman days and it's probably just carried on. Who knows? It's insane, the whole lot of it. But it is so important to heal from your grief so your grief does not bleed over and infect other people who are not necessarily or do not need to be hurt by your situation. So work hard at removing your grief. Removing your grief does not mean that you have to remove your love. It does not mean that you stop loving your people. What removing your grief does is it doesn't mean that you won't re-grieve occasionally, but it takes away the anger the frustration and the pain. Because let's face it, once someone passes, no amount of anger, tears, crying, it's not fair, wanting to kill somebody, is going to change the fact that your person is still gone. None of that is going to help. So you can do it as miserably as you wish and you can inflict your hurt and anger on everybody that you meet. Or you can say, you know what? I look around and I see people every single day losing their people. I see mothers who don't get to hold their babies. I see fathers who have to bury their sons. Every single day people are dying. And I am part of this world and death has happened to me. But I wish to enjoy my life still. And you can. You can let go of grief. And I promise you that when you do, when you let go of grief, you will get more of a sense of spirit. When you let go of the hate, the anger, the hurt, the pain, what comes in replaces that is compassion, love and understanding. And that is what's going to heal you. Okay? Let's not turn your world into a war zone unnecessarily because unfortunately... It was someone's time to go home and you weren't ready, okay? Let's not turn your life into a battleground because 
someone you love was called home. Okay? This life is very short. The months, the weeks, the days go very quickly. There are, um, the difference between being in the afterlife and being in this life is that the afterlife is non-physical. So things like food, pain and all that type of stuff, they just don't exist in the afterlife. Um, and you also become quite removed and detached, uh, a little bit from emotion in a lot of ways. It doesn't mean that you don't see things and that you don't feel joy for the people on earth, but you don't want to get involved with all this conflict on earth either. Because let's face it, our life, and we are living here, is so filled with conflict every single day. And if we don't have it, we just got to turn on the TV. It's a bloody mess out there. So the spirit world does not want to get involved with the conflict. That's why they are resting in peace. It's not yours, not the world's. They understand it. They see it. But unfortunately, like us, they just have to watch. So make your life peaceful. Get through your grief as quickly as possible, lest it bleed over and infect others. Because this world, this world is too hard and we don't need to make it even any harder for our future generations. It's already going to be a struggle for our grandkids and beyond. Just the climate is going to be a struggle. Anyway, I'm going to leave that. I know it was a bit different, a bit heavy. Email me with your thoughts. Anyway, have a great day. She talks to angles. Oops, angels. <laughs> You'll come back now. <laughs>